This week on the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast, we discuss the Zurich Classic and make our picks for the upcoming Wells Fargo Championship in Wilmington, North Carolina. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and once again, I'm joined by Joel Beal. Um, first off, just want to say once again, we have a partnership with FanDuel. Uh, check out fanduel.com backslash golf digest. You can join a league. You can play against uh, other people. You can win prizes like a Callaway GB Epic driver. Um, you can also win some cash. And if you sign up, you will get a year subscription of golf digest. So really you have nothing to lose. Uh, anyway, bring it in Joel. Uh, first we got to talk about the Zurich classic, pretty fun event team. First official PGA tour team event since 1981. And uh, I have to say, it was it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I think it had its share of detractors going into the tournament. Just those thinking it was a little bit gimmicky. Um, as well as, let's be honest, TPC Louisiana is not the greatest of venues, at least in terms of other courses on tour. But, man, to a player, to a critic, to those watching at home, it was just rave reviews across the board. Which is saying something, given that the playoff on Monday, even just kind of going down the wire, um, it's Considering the field that was playing this week, weren't the biggest names involved right. at the end, yet everyone was still enthralled. Um, it, it sounds like this is only going to get better. Um, I think there, you'll see a few tweaks in the format going forward. But, yeah, it's – man, what's – not only uh, not only was it received well, but I think it's starting to spur a little bit of creativity of how mm. other ways, you know, Tora can kind of modernize to today's, today's world. And I was really glad that a team that wore matching uniforms won. I know there was some criticism of that, and now I know they – they must have run out of outfits for Monday. They weren't anticipating sure. a, a fifth day of the tournament. But I, I like that. I like that team spirit. I mean, I don't know. We might play an event this year. Do you think we'll, we'll do that? It did have a little bit of like, <laughs> a, hey, we have a beer pong tournament in college. Let's make sure we dress up. But I yeah. like that. That's a, why it's not? Fun. Right? I mean, look, team sports, they wear uniforms. And even at the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup, you wear uniforms. So why not this week? You're, you're a team. I think that my favorite upshot of the whole thing was that, actually. I think that was just a facet of it, the wearing team uniforms. It showed the personality that we don't necessarily see out of these guys week to week because golf is such an individual sport. These guys have to be kind of they have to play it in solitude. You know, you ha- you can't really show your emotions much. You're your own team. So the fact that you get to work with someone else, it brought out a different side of these guys, which I think is a good thing, um, especially for a sport when you're trying to sell personality. You're trying to sell these one, one-man one teams. Um, it, it's good to have these uh, different events that showcase, hey, these guys are more than just the focus machines you see week in, week out. Now, the only downside to this event may be the fact that it's hurting some of the fields of events around it. And we're kind of seeing that this week with the Wells Fargo Championship. This used to be a huge event. We were talking earlier, you know, obviously not a major, obviously not a World Golf Championship, but kind of in that next tier of events with the Memorial or, uh, you know, a couple other events like that. But uh, I'm looking at the, the field right now. Only 15 of the top 50 players are in the field. Only one of the top 10. Now, that's number one, Dustin Johnson, who makes his return. But one out of the top 10, 15 out of 50. Again, this used to be kind of a, a who's who type event. So, again, I don't know if it's all Zurich's fault, but you did have a surprisingly strong field at Zurich, and now you have a surprisingly weak field at this event. It doesn't help either that it's mo- because of the uh, PGA Championship being right. at Quail Hollow this year. Moved from I mean, Quail Hollow is one of the – anytime they do the tour surveys, it's always in the top five of favorite courses. So, even though – 
Eagle Point, which the photos we've seen, it oh. looks immaculate. That said, it's I think a lot of players just weren't really aware mm-hmm. um, of the design eagle. Or they're not aware, but they you know they saw Quail Hollow was out and they kind of right. marked it out of their schedule. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer because as you mentioned, this was one of the second tiered events on tour, and yeah, just not the case this yeah. year. Yeah, no, and you're right. Even if they, even if they'd heard great things about Eagle Point, which again, uh, Zach Blair in particular was photog- taking photographs. I don't know why I can't say that word. Um, of the course in one of his practice rounds, he took a bunch of uh, photos. Again, why I can't say that word. Um, and he's kind of known as a architecture guru of tour pros, and he was just raving about it. Stephen Stephen Bowditch called it Augusta Point, re- referencing it to Augusta National, making a joke. I thought we were playing in North Carolina and not Georgia's week. So apparently it's pretty spectacular. The photos look great. It's a Tom Fazio design, 2000. Um, it uh, is number 100 in Golf Digest's America's Greatest Courses list, so it just made it on, but at one point it was as high as 48. And for my money, Fazio's pretty much the best out there of at least contemporary guys. Yeah, in terms of the mo- modern names uh, out there, without yeah. a doubt. I mean, my favorite guy, is I know I've talked about before, is Mike Strantz, and he was Fazio's protege mm-hmm. So what, before he, he died, unfortunately, uh, at a young age. So I love, I, I'm, I'm excited to see this course. But any time it's a new course, as great as it is, it's a little extra preparation maybe for some guys. And, and like you said, maybe that, that factored into to, uh, guys not showing up. Yeah, and I, you know, this is the stuff. <clears throat> even though it's been like this in the past, having the Players' Championship a week away, I think this yep. is to give the guys a chance to, hey, yep. I, I need, the, need the week of rest. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we have a huge week next week, obviously, with the players. Uh, but first, let's talk about this. And actually, before that, since we didn't have a podcast last week, I do want to, uh, you know, because we don't pick the winners every week or even every other week, but I did pick Kevin Chappell to that, win. That does Valera. give us, what, yeah, that was three yeah. in a row. Three I mean, in a row, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and this one in particular, he was my one-and-done pick. You can look it up. So that is, man, I nailed that one. Just thank you, Kevin. Really appreciate it, making me look good. Uh, but we'll move on to this week where we will try to look good again. Wells Fargo, uh, we mentioned it's at Eagle Point. Um, I guess, Joel, who who's leading your lineup this week? First guy, it's actually a little bit of a wild card. And that's Kevin Tway, who is coming in mm. with back-to-back third-place finishes in Texas and New Orleans. Granted, last week deserves a little bit of grain of salt because of the format. Right. But I don't think we can totally throw that out the window either. Um, big thing in his corner this week is distance. Tway's a bomber. He averaged over 305 yards off the tee. Those on the ground, we've heard those Augusta comparisons. One, one person even said Augusta National with rough. Which, by the way, I'm sure these comparisons are making Bobby Jones roll Roland's grave a little bit. It's <laughs> nice, but come on, Augusta National is a little yeah. out there. Still... Uh, unlike Augusta, this is not necessarily a second shot course. I think those short off the tee will be, you know, figuratively and literally behind the field. Misses breakout year. I think Tway. I think he keeps the good times rolling this week. And uh, you mentioned he is kind of breaking out. It it hasn't really caught up to his price yet on FanDuel. He's listed at fifty six hundred dollars. So that's about two thousand below your average price when you're making your lineup there. So certainly seems like a good buy there. Uh, you know what? Uh, screw it. I'm just going to start with the highest-priced guy by far, Dustin Johnson. We have to talk about him. Um, it's it's almost as if we've kind of forgotten. He's still on a three-tournament winning streak. Uh, so he's going for some history here. Only in the last, I believe, 40 years, uh, Tiger Woods is the only person to win four or more events in a row. So, of course, he's done that a few times. But Dustin is trying to join him. He's trying to break out of a, a group of players. You know, Rory's won three in a row. Um, a few other guys have done it, but winning four in a row would be truly special. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people are hesitant because of the back injury suffered uh, the eve of the Masters when he obviously was the favorite to win there and just seemed like if he showed up, he was going to win. 
but you know he's not going to come back if he's not ready. He doesn't need to play in this event. Uh, he doesn't need to you know he doesn't need to play in any event if he's not ready. So I I think he must be ready. He was walking around Disney World last week with his son on his shoulders and flipping him around the pool and doing all that fun stuff. So. I think he's back healthy. I think he's almost a little under the radar this week just because people are saying, let's wait and see. I'm saying, let's go for it. Plug him in your lineup. You'll Especially see. since his team is trying to temper those expectations with, well, you know, he's 99% of the way yeah. there. And But you're, you're right. He was on the Dumbo ride. And yeah. we've seen uh, clips of him hitting balls at, at various exhibitions. Looks totally fine. Yeah. Um, it would be – you would like to say there would be a little bit of rust, but it's the way he's been playing. I, I wouldn't put, hold that against him by any means. All right, who's next for you? Next guy speaking, sticking with big hitters is John Rahm, who hasn't mm. played since the Masters, where he started off really strong until yeah. that rough week and kind of submarine respectable finish. That said, he still made all 11 cuts in uh, events this year and five top tens in those appearances. Ranks third in strokes gained and, and third in strokes gained off the tee as well, so two categories that tend to translate well to longer courses. Playing courses for the first time this year hasn't hurt him so far. Um, now he has that added bonus that most of the field's also in the same boat as him playing this for the first time. So I think that gives him right. a little bit of a leg up on the competition. Does have a heavy price tag, but I think he definitely belongs in your lineup. Yeah, and you know, he mentioned only one top ten player. Obviously, if you're going on form this year, John Rahm's a top ten player. It's just he yeah, he's only been picking up player, right? Right. Yeah. He's only been picking up points for less than a year still. So he I think he's up to number thirteen or I mean just he's saying something. Yeah, he's knocking on the door. So so a little asterisk next to that one top ten player. But um yeah, uh, Obviously, we love Rom. Um, my next guy is, speaking of the Zurich, Kevin Kisner. What he did on that 18th hole was really remarkable. That chip in to force a playoff, and he rattled it off the stick. Obviously, that other video came out. It was basically dark, pitch yeah. black when he did this. And it was probably one of those situations, well, let's just get it over with, you know, not come back tomorrow. But he ended up coming back tomorrow, and, of course, they didn't win. But still, I thought that was amazing. Uh, if you listen to – Kind of the interviews with Scott Brown, too, um, his partner, his teammate. Scott Brown made it like Kevin Kisner was carrying the load. I think on Sunday when they birdied the first six holes, it was Kisner who birdied five of those holes. He mm -hmm. came out steamrolling. Um, it's his second runner-up of the year. Uh, I, I believe he hasn't missed a cut yet this year. So he's you know he's playing great golf right now. And um, I just wouldn't su be surprised to see his name up there again. I will say one thing about Kisner. What did you think about his reaction? I loved it. Did you? I loved it. Now, I know it was a little – if people were really paying attention, it was a little NSFW, as as they say, uh, a little let's blank go. But I love that. See, that, I'm okay with that. that. No, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, my issue is with the let's go. I, I oh, hate when people just say, yeah, Reed, Patrick Reed's notorious for saying let's go. Let's it's go. like, I, I don't know. I feel like a – like, are you not entertained? Yeah, are you not? Yeah. Well, that would, that's the best. I yeah. Mean, yeah, you can't beat that. You can't beat a little gladiator. Um but no, I, I liked it. I liked the lets. I, I even liked him dropping the f bomb there. I know uh, it was just subtle enough where maybe the, somehow the mics didn't pick it up as much, or they have that seven second delay or whatever. Uh, but I, I thought it was great, and it was amazing because the week before we saw that great reaction from Chapel, the guy I picked to win. And uh, so two weeks in a row, we've seen some really fun um, reactions from guys. Uh, I hope we see. Some I'm more. trying to think what yours would. I think yours would just be a woo. It I would definitely just be a woo, like a huge woo, but and then another one and another one. But, yeah, that's probably along those lines. Yeah. yeah, We can only hope <laughs> one day we see it. <laughs> um, I'll go next, um, and I will take Webb Simpson, who is actually a member at Eagle Point. And by the way, I like that Eagle Point, they don't do that, that uh, pretentious extra E at the end of point. Yeah. I like it's just a solid point. It's not yeah. point with the E. Yeah, American uh, Revolution, we won, all right? None right. of this like, old English yeah, nonsense. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I like 
Eagle Point, and Webb Simpson has been a member there for a few years. Um, so obviously he probably has a leg up on almost everybody. Apparently there's one week out of every summer where he kind of just spends a week there with some golf buddies, hangs out, uh, including his caddy, Paul Tesori. They play a lot of golf there. So obviously he knows the course, his caddy knows the course, and um, that should help him this week. Also, at $7,300 on FanDuel, again, that's kind of below that average price you need. I think that's just a bargain, especially for a guy who's, you know, he's had a decent year. He obviously almost won uh, in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is an event that he's thrived in, uh, obviously, at Quail Hollow. But just being a North Carolina guy, it seems to, to yeah, be Yeah, having nice. home cooking yeah, definitely exactly. hurt. And it, as we've seen throughout the year, there's just some guys who, what for every reason, of course, speaks to them. Uh, it doesn't really matter how they're playing coming in or – um, really, what what state their games in? It's and the fact that he's playing on his home course, man. You'd think definitely a, a, a good bet for a top twenty five and really top ten, top five potential. Yep. All right, who's your uh, next guy? Third guy for me is Paul Casey, who another person who hasn't really played since the Masters, uh, but he's you know he he enjoyed a nice backdoor uh, sixth place finish there, and after a bit of a rut to start twenty seventeen, he's starting to regain the form he had at the end of twenty sixteen and early fall where. He, um, he comes in with four top 20s in his last five starts. Eagle Point does have um, a host of false fronts, so finding the dance floor early and often will be key. Casey, who ranks 14th in greens regulation, I think that's that obligation should be covered. Casey's a guy who, man, it's he's a, it's, it's it's amazing he doesn't win. It, but, it is amazing. Um, yeah. But that being one said, career win. The the, the 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 regularity of top 15s, I think he, he yep. it still earns him the, the spot in your lineup. And I'm sorry, I know a lot of European Tour fans out there. One career PGA Tour win, but he's won a bunch on your in Europe. But but still, one career PGA Tour win for a guy who was up to number three in the world at one point. Pretty amazing. My final guy is. Uh, you took Tway as kind of a sleeper pick. My sleeper pick is Carl Peterson. Um, it's been a down couple years for this guy. I mean, he's a, f- a five-time winner on tour. I mean, he's won some big events, but he's really struggled the last couple years. Uh, probably doesn't, you know, not a coincidence that the anchor bands come in. This guy who, you know, mm-hmm. needed that long putter uh, to get it around. Uh, but he's another, like Webb Simpson, not only a member at Eagle Point, but he holds the course record with a 62. So done. this guy is kind of, a, is not kind of, he's very under the radar this week. He's uh, only 4600 bucks on FanDuel. So he's one of the cheapest options available. And yes, he has been really struggling lately, but he did finish T16 at Valero just a couple weeks ago when he was actually in one of the final groups on Sunday. It was a tough weather day. He kind of backed up a little T16, but still, Showed a little signs of life coming to his home course. Nice chance for him to kind of have a bounce back week. And you mentioned cheap price tag. To, Very to compete cheap. in these things, you have to have at least one, yeah. one flyer. And yeah. this is pretty at least much. a pretty well-informed one to go with. Yep. Uh, who's your last guy, Joel? Final guy is Daniel Berger. You know, To be frank, this is a pick strictly based on a guy of his caliber in relation to the rest of the field, which we've established isn't that great. All the stats, most notably ranking 15th in birdie average, point to a guy who should be playing better this year. Not like he's playing bad, you know. He's inside the top 30 in money and FedEx Cup points, but this is the guy who should be racking up top 15s and not just the top 25s. Um, averages close to 300 yards off the tee. He's third from 125 yards and in on approach. So if he can just do a better job of scrambling, I think he can kind of take that leap that we all think he's capable of making. Um, before we leave, I just want to. Are you proud that I didn't pick Bill Haas? It was a struggle. I, when you went Webb Simpson, I thought, well, yeah. here here it comes. Yeah, uh, we're going to do the double. Yeah. yeah, although I feel like now that you brought brought him up now, there's yeah, your way of mentioning him. Yeah. yeah, I kind of ruined it. Hedging your bet. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, when I, when I was at Wake Forest with Bill Haas, um, I had a 
Wachovia checking account. And why do I bring that up? Because this event used to be known as the Wachovia Championship. And that account did not have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... Make sure that better mine still doesn't, so... I always think of this event... <laughs> I always think of this event as the Wachovia. I just won't get that out, but I know it's a Wells Fargo now. Well, it makes you feel better. Even tying the wake thing up, as we were walking down, I realized, or I found out on Twitter that Matthew Fitzpatrick's brother is going to sign the wake Get out of here. So, yep, the, the tradition continues. Hey, all right. There we go. Go Deeks. So some good, some breaking news here. Breaking, <laughs> yeah, right. breaking college golf news and some fantasy advice and some bank account news. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, I think that, that does it for us with our picks this week. Uh, good luck. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already. And we will be back next week to talk about the Players' Championship.